that you would touch. Lord, cleanse me, Lord, now as I pray this prayer. Lord, Father, for Lord, your word tells us that if I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear me. I ask that you would cleanse me. Lord, Father, I ask that you would make me clean. Lord, Father, forgive me of every sin. Lord, I pray every conscious sin, unconscious sin. I pray that your word would go forth in power and in demonstration. Lord, Father, that I would try not to be an orator, but, Father, by your grace that you would help me to preach this morning. And I pray for your people and the lost that are gathered here. And by the end of this service, Father, I pray that we can answer this question. Lord, what do we think of Christ? All that you see fit to do, we'll give you glory, honor, and praise. For it's in the lovely name of this very name that we're preaching on this morning. We do humbly pray. And the church said, What thank ye of Christ? <clears throat> I wonder if I asked each of you what your thoughts were on certain well-known women or men in our country, uh, in politics, in culture, and finance, what would your response be? For example, uh, or subjects even, if I ask you, what do you think of COVID, what would your response be? How varied would that response be amongst those that are in our pews this morning? It would be varied based on the experience that you've had with it. If I asked, uh, what think ye of the current political situation and landscape that is in America? What would you say? If I asked this question, what do you think of Joe Biden? What would you say? Vice versa, if I said, what do you think of Donald Trump or Robert Kennedy or those that are running for political office, what would you say? But at best, the answers to these questions are all opinion-based. And your answers will undoubtedly Leave your day, week, month, year, and lifetime ultimately unaffected. At the end of this thing, no matter what president is in charge, no matter what political leader is in charge, no matter what disease is striking those that you and I know, at the end of all this, we must go the way of the grave. We will all die. So ultimately... These questions about individuals, political leaders, situations, political uh, questions, they ultimately don't matter. But dearly beloved, the most important question that you will ever be asked is not what you think of Joe Biden. It's not what you think of Donald Trump. It's not what you think of Nikki Haley. Uh, I've been asked some important questions, Brother Marty. And probably the most important question that I've been asked in my lifetime, uh, as far as my life goes and as far as my companionship goes, is that day in March of 2019 when I uh, was asked by the preacher, Jay, do you take Charlie to be your lawfully wedded Wife, And the answer that I gave to that question 
has determined uh, a lot about the future of how my life is went. And I just want to reaffirm today that since I said yes to that beautiful, amazing woman, that life has been nothing but tulips, daisies, and roses. Hasn't it, sweetheart? It's been wonderful. It truly has. And I thank the Lord for that question that was asked to me. But ultimately, even that question that I was asked on that day, at the end of my life, that question will have run its course, Brother Marty. I'll say goodbye to Charlie one way or the other and step into the next life. But the most important question that you or I must answer, matter of fact, the most the question that you and I cannot get by in life, I, that I cannot escape in life, that, that and many questions I can avoid. Somewhere between 50 to 150 questions gets asked to me on a daily basis through the week. That's a true, true, true stat in my life. Somewhere between 50 and 150 questions. Yeah, some of those questions I can avoid. Some of those questions I can say, let me get back to you on that. Some of you have heard that response from me. Let me circle back up with you for those in business. Let's put a pin in that and come back to it. Oh yes. Many of us can be asked a question and can push it to the side. But there's one question, my dearly beloved friend that you cannot put to the side. There's one question that you cannot put a thumbnail in and circle back to. There's one issue, one question, one question mark that is being asked today that you just simply cannot push to the side. No, you must deal with it. For if you do not deal with it today, I promise you, you will deal with it when you breathe your last breath. And that is this question, what think ye of Christ? Can you give an answer? Uh, what is the answer? The, the answer to this question determines your relationship to God. It determines the future of your eternal destiny. It determines everything about who you are, everything about your life, everything about what makes you you is what you do with this question. What think ye of Christ and whose son is he? Now, when it comes to opinions about Jesus Christ, there's never been a lack of those, ever. In A.D. 100, the Jews wrote about Jesus Many years after Jesus' life, death, burial, and resurrection, the Jews wrote about him and said Jesus practiced, practiced magic and led Israel astray. In the years 361 to 363 A.D., uh, Julian the apostate, the great enemy to the Christian faith and the leader of Rome, 
said Jesus has now been celebrated for over 300 years, having done nothing in his lifetime worthy of fame, unless anyone thinks it's a great work to heal lame and blind people. That was his opinion of Jesus. These are negative thoughts of Jesus Christ. Now, there has been many who have spoken negatively of the Lord Jesus Christ. And likewise, there have been many who have spoken positively of the Lord Jesus Christ. Ralph Waldo Emerson, who was an unsaved man, an unbeliever, said Jesus is the most perfect of all men that have yet appeared on earth. Didero said he was the unsurpassed. Lost man. John Stuart Mill, a, a humanist philosopher, said this, that Jesus is the God of humanity. A lost man said that. A scientist named Leckie said, He is the highest pattern of virtue. Renown, the French atheist, said, he is the greatest among the sons of men. David Strauss, who was a hater of Christianity and denied everything about the faith, said, Jesus is the highest model of religion within the reach of human thought. I say this to you this morning, that these individuals died saying kind things about Jesus Christ, but yet they died in their sins and went to hell. And I say this to you, you can say all sorts of positive things about Jesus Christ and still not yet get to the answer posed in our text by the question, what think ye of Christ? Whose son is he? Now you can come in here and sing all sorts of positive songs about Jesus. You can come to church in the name of Christ and still not answer this question correctly. What think ye of Christ? And whose son is he? Now, when this question is posed to the Pharisees by Jesus, it's on a Wednesday before they crucified the Lord. Several attacks have been launched at Jesus in this chapter of Matthew chapter number 22. By Sadducees, lawyers, Herodians, and then each and every one that came to the Lord Jesus Christ walked away confounded. And may I say this to you, if you're looking for any kind of fault in the Lord Jesus Christ, there's not one to be found. You may have came this morning looking for faults in people that say that they follow Christ and you will find some. Matter of fact, you will find many. And I hate to report this morning, 
But even if you look at my life, I promise you, you will find fault after fault after fault after fault. But blessed be the name of God. If you're looking for faults in Jesus Christ, you will not find any. You can find faults in my delivery. You can find faults in how I preach. You can find faults in things that I say, even though I give effort to try to be true to the text of the Word of God. You can find faults in our singing, faults in our ministry, faults in us as people, but you will never find a fault in Jesus Christ. They came looking. The lawyers came and attacked Him. Oh, yes. The lawyers came and attacked Jesus. The Herodians, those... Intellectuals came and attacked the Lord Jesus Christ. They left confounded and they tried to trip Jesus up. And after all the attempts to trip Jesus up in His words, they were enraged by Jesus Christ. Angered by Jesus Christ, by who He was. See, this is the hatred of man towards Christ. There can be an agreement that Jesus was a good teacher. There can be an agreement that Jesus was a good man. Amongst all people. Even President Obama stood up one day talking to the defense department and said that the Sermon on the Mount, that they could no way live up to such a sermon. Oh, yes. They said he was a good, kind man. But Jesus poses this question in Matthew chapter number 22. He is literally getting to the point in their heart. The root of the issue that lies in the heart of men, women, boys, and girls. What think ye of Christ? And whose son is he? The anointed Messiah. You see, all Jews believed in the Messiah, Brother Marty. All believed that He would come. And all Jews believed that the Messiah would come through the lineage of David. That's what they all believed. Of course, when Jesus asked them this question, What think ye of Christ? Whose son is He? Their answer was naturally the son of David. In 2 Samuel chapter number 7 and verse number 12, Nathan looks at David and says, When your days have been completed and you rest with those that have went before, I will raise up the offspring after you. He said, uh, Nathan looked at him and said, God's going to build a great nation out of your name. They believed that. The Jews believed that. They also believed in Psalms 89 as a prophecy of the Messiah that would come through David's lineage. I have made a covenant with my chosen. I have sworn unto David my servant. Thy seed will I establish with ever and will build up my throne to all generations. Jesus pointed them with a question and said, I know that you believe he's coming through David, but whose son is the Messiah? Jesus then answers. They said, well, he's the son of David. Jesus answered and said, how then doth David in spirit call him Lord? And then he quotes Matthew 
chapter, uh, rather Psalms chapter number 110 and verse number one. I'll read it to you. You don't have to turn. David writes and says, the Lord said unto my Lord, set thou at my right hand until I make thine enemies thy footstool. You see this morning when when Jesus, knowing that all Jews believe that Psalms 110, even Jews today take Psalms 110 as a prophetic, uh, a prophetic chapter written, a prophetic song written about the Messiah. But David, under the inspiration of the Spirit, refers to the Lord with two different Hebrew, Hebrew words. The first is Yahweh, and the second is Adonai in Psalms chapter number 110. In other words, Jesus asked the Pharisees, if David is addressing the Messiah as Lord, how is he David's son? Do you understand what I'm saying? He is saying, if David is sitting and writing and saying, my God in heaven, Yahweh, and is calling Messiah, Adonai, which is to say the Lord, that the Messiah is not the son of David. But rather, Jesus is saying that when David wrote these words, that David knew there was one that was coming who was greater than himself, the promised one, the Emmanuel, the Prince of Peace, the everlasting Father, the great shepherd, and the Savior of the world. David is saying, I know that the Messiah shall come, but he is not just a man. He is the Son of God. Hallelujah. My friends, I say this to you, that Jesus was not just a good man. He wasn't just a good teacher. He wasn't just a good moral God for humanity. His words were not just a good mirror for the economy or for the political climate. But Jesus Christ was the absolute Son of God. And He was God in the flesh. Thank God. And that's why the Pharisees could not answer him a word. They had launched their attacks. They had tried to confound Jesus. But in the way that Jesus only could, he says to them, I am that I am. I am the Son of God. I am God the Son. I am God in the flesh. And they could not accept it. They could not believe it. They could not understand it. They walked away and was confounded. Let us hear some other witnesses though bear witness to this. What think ye of Christ? If you interviewed Caiaphas, the high priest, to tell us what he thinks of Christ, he would say, I, he, he, he would say, I looked at Jesus and said, I adjure thee by the living God. Art thou the son of God? And Jesus said, I am. And Caiaphas would have said, when I heard it, I tore my mantle because I said he was guilty of blasphemy. How about we interview Pilate and say, Pilate, tell us what you think. What think ye of Christ? Pilate would say, I looked at him, I saw him, and I find no fault in him. If we ask Judas, the one who betrayed the Lord, and said, Judas, what think ye of Christ? 
he would say, I betrayed innocent blood. And my dear friends, God help us to look at the centurion who stood at the foot of the cross of the Lord Jesus Christ and said as he looked and saw the earthquakes and saw the darkness that was cast on the earth who saw the sufferings of the Son of God. He saw all those things that was done. And he looked at Christ in Matthew 27 and 54 and looked at his dead body and lifeless body and he said truly, this was the Son of God. Jesus said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that heareth my words and believeth on him that sent me hath everlasting life and shall not come into condemnation, but is passed from death unto life. He said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, the hour is coming and now is. When the dead shall hear the voice of the Son of God. And they that hear shall live. Bless His name. 1 John 4 and 13. Hereby know we that we dwell in Him and He in us. Because He hath given us of the Spirit. And we have seen and do testify that the Father sent His Son to be the Savior of the world. Whosoever shall confess that Jesus is the Son of God. God dwelleth in Him and He in God. What thank you of Christ. In Romans 10 and 8. But what saith it? The word is nigh thee even in thy mouth and in thy heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus. And shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead. Thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness. And with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. For the scripture saith, Whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed. Luke chapter number 12 and 8. Also I say unto you, Whosoever shall confess me before men, him shall the Son of Man also confess before the angels of God. May I ask you a question today? Have you been confronted by God? With this question. What think ye? Of Christ. I say believe on Christ. I say he is the savior of man. I say that you owe a debt you cannot pay. But I rejoice this morning that he paid a debt he did not owe. Let God impute righteousness to you today. Repent. Believe the gospel. Jesus will save your soul. My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but wholly lean on Jesus' name. What thank ye of Christ now? Is he just part of the equation? Is he just a peripheral element of the Christian experience? Or is he in your heart the Son of God? God the Son. And have you believed on him? And if you have not, don't wait. Today's the day. Today's the day.
Many times I, I'll tell you, I, I'll be honest with you, church. I've, I've went this morning and I made tonight and I will tonight. And so come back if you will. I've, I've just had a desire Sunday after Sunday, Brother Marty, after Sunday after Sunday to preach the gospel, to preach Christ, to evangelize, to say come unto Him, hoping and praying that you will turn loose and agree with God that Jesus is the Son of God, that He is God the Son, and that He came to die for your sins. That if you'll believe on Him, you can be saved. If you'll repent and believe the gospel and trust Christ and receive Him, believe on the name of the Son of God. Turn from yourself. Turn from your sin. Look away from yourself. Look away from your own efforts. Look unto Christ. Jesus looked at Israel and said, How awful I've gathered you together, but you would none of me. Jesus saves. We have heard the joyful sound. Jesus saves. Jesus saves. That's the message this morning. Will you come to Him? Or will you die in your sin? And let me reaffirm what's not being said much around many pulpits around this world. If you reject the Son of God, you will die and spend eternity in hell. And you will never receive another opportunity. I don't know if you've seen the Left Behind movies. I watched them one time as a son. People getting saved after the, you know, uh, people who had heard the gospel over and over and over in their life getting saved during the tribulation. Listen to me. Once this thing's over, it's over. You receive no more opportunities. Labor with me in prayer, church, for just a moment. Those that are saved, labor with me in prayer and ask God to do a work. Hear me this morning. If you don't know Him, there's no guarantee... You have no guarantee that you will ever receive another opportunity. While it is day, while the sun is shining, believe on Jesus Christ. Respond to Him in the affirmative. Be saved this morning. Let grace have its perfect work in your heart. Come to Christ. Come to the Lord Jesus Christ. Be saved. Let the word of God fall on soft soil in your heart. Or is your heart hardened to this message of Jesus? Is it like that stony ground that the seed baked and the crows carried it away? Or would you let some good soil be for your heart? Respond to Jesus. Brother Terry, would you come with a song this morning? Sister Megan, would you come? Let's all stand all around the building, please. Every head bowed, every eye closed. It's pretty straightforward this morning. What thank ye of Christ? Is He the Son of God? Is He God the Son? Is He the Savior of the world? Is He the Redeemer of mankind? Did He die on an old rugged cross 2,000 years ago for the sin of man and took upon Himself a form of a servant was made in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin? Or was He just another good rabbi? Oh, this morning, if you'll come to Him, I tell you,
that Jesus Christ died for the sins of the world. And He took upon Himself all your sin, all of my sin. And for 2,000 years, His followers have been saying, Come, would you come? I wonder, would the church labor in prayer this morning for those that do not know the Lord? And ask God to save sinners. Ask God to save the lost. If you need prayer this morning, we'll pray with you. If you need Jesus, we'll pray with you this morning, church. Won't you come? Won't you be saved? Won't you hear the voice of the Lord calling you this morning? I'm so glad that Jesus saved me. Brother Terry sang this morning. that are young in this church seems like life's just going to last forever doesn't it that's how you feel when you're young like you just can't never get 15 you just can't never get 16 you just can't ever graduate high school you just can't ever get to college you just can't ever find somebody to marry find somebody on and on and on and when you get older it's like you're trying to put the brakes on and say whoa 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 but no matter what position you're in in life what side of life you're on, you must contend with this question. What think ye of Christ? Amen.
I'm glad I'm saved this morning, aren't you? I'm glad one day I got posed with a question. What will you do with Jesus? What shall I do then, Pilate said, with Jesus, who is called the Christ? I'm glad he loves me, aren't you? He loves you this morning. Thank you so much for your attention. You can be seated this morning. <clears throat> Again, I want to thank you so much. It's very simple. Very simple message this morning, but I want to appreciate your patience. I did pretty good on time. You didn't die of long-winded preaching this morning. <laughs>